I don't know, Sam, did anything really disappoint for you? Yes, I would say the desserts overall on board disappointed me. Every dessert. That's just because they didn't have sticky date pudding. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast. And we are coming to you live, but recorded from the pool deck of the Disney Wonder in Ensenada, Mexico, currently. We're at the family pool watching a little funnel vision as Nathan warms up. The weather on this cruise has been a little chillier than we might like. The West Coast sun is not as powerful as the East Coast sun. And so a little breeze. It's probably perfect weather for some... Uh, some shorts and a golf shirt, a little less so for swimming. But we've been having a fabulous time on this cruise regardless. So got to rewind all the way, though, to, uh, to day one. We are on day two-ish, <laughs> about halfway through day two. We got to rewind all the way back to day one when we traveled down, actually. So day zero, I guess. Uh, flew down from Seattle to San Diego. Quick flight for us, much shorter than going all the way to Port Canaveral. San Diego airport, fantastic airport, in my opinion, very close to downtown. Sam, flight down, airport, anything that you would add? No, it was pretty uneventful flight, pretty easy. Um, the one thing I would say is, you know, you got to figure out what kind of car service or transportation you're using from San Diego airport to your hotel in the downtown area. You can walk it, but if you're schlepping luggage, it would be a bit of a walk. So it's about a five to 10 minute cab ride. And we took an Uber and brought a, a portable car, or sorry, a Lyft and, and a, brought a portable car seat with us. So that made it pretty easy. And got to our hotel, which is the Spring Hill Suites Marriott, same hotel that we stayed at three years ago when we first sailed on the Disney Wonder. Yeah, the, the port is very close to the airport. Actually, on the morning of embarkation, I ran from the hotel basically to the airport, and it probably took me 20 minutes of a walk run to get there. Looks like to be three major hotels literally across the street from the port, a Wyndham, a Fairfield, and a Spring Hill Suites, the latter two being Marriott. And oh, and there's Intercontinental, so there's probably a fourth there. So yeah, very easy to get from the airport to downtown. We got in around 4.30 in the afternoon. We're checked in by five o'clock-ish. So we hung out in the room for about an hour, and then we made our way over to a Little Italy to get dinner. We went to a Richard Blaze quick service kind of restaurant called The Crack Shack, which is Richard Blaze fried chicken. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Richard Blaze was a contestant on Top Chef. We're a little bit of a foodies in this duo, and so actually didn't know that going in. We just had gotten a recommendation to try out the Crack Shack. And then afterwards, uh, folks were commenting on a post we'd made that it was Richard Blaze restaurant. So a pleasant surprise. I thought the food was fantastic. Uh, we had some great fried chicken, some spicy coleslaw, some French fries that were cooked in, what are they called? Schmaltz fries, Sam? You know, Sam's nodding. Schmaltz fries, so cooked in chicken fat, some biscuits, uh, some nuggets, some great sauces. It was a nice outdoor seating area in San Diego. It's always warm. So I thought it was good. Sam, what did you think of the meal? I thought the food was excellent. We ordered too much. This was my only criticism. Uh, we didn't need an extra fries that we had gotten. We got the small flock, which was a basically perfect variety of a little bit of everything for us. They have a bunch of chicken sandwiches on the menu that we did not get to try, but I thought that our selection was really good. Great atmosphere. Like you said, all it was all pretty much outdoor seating. Really nice. It was a really yummy meal. Oh, and they had really interesting like cream sodas and things like that. So that was fun. I did want to check out next door to the Crack Shack is... Uh, yeah, it's a restaurant called Juniper and Ivy, which is apparently more sit-down Richard Blaze restaurant. And so that looked like a really cool spot. And I definitely would want to check that out in the future. Yeah. The other nice thing about the Crack Shack was it was in walking distance of the hotel. So it was, I don't know, maybe like a mile and a half walk or a mile-ish, but mile-ish walk. And so actually on the walk there, we went by a little park that Sam found near kind of the municipal center. Yeah, that park was called Waterfront Park, and it's right at like the city and county administration building. So that was a really nice park. We, we stopped just for a couple minutes on the way to dinner, but it was a great spot for us to go to on uh, embarkation day in the morning for an hour to just get some of uh, Nathan's wiggles out. And it was, again, maybe five blocks from our hotel. Meanwhile, I rode a, uh, a bird scooter over to the Crack Shack because we had heard it was a popular place and I wanted to make sure we didn't have to wait like an hour for food. So I went on ahead on a scooter. Scooters are plentiful in San Diego. Lots of companies. Lyft has them. Bird has them. Lime has them. So a couple different options there. Easy to rent. Just get the apps set up beforehand. So quick way to zip around the city if you're comfortable. They do recommend you wear a helmet. I didn't. I had full disclosure. Probably safer if you do. But quick and easy way to get around the city if 
you want to go a couple miles easily. Uh, not safe for kiddos, though. However, you have to be over 18 to ride one of those scooters. So really only safe for, uh, for adults to, to ride around the city. Uh, after that, we called it a night. We just kind of hung out in the hotel, started to unwind or wind down, set up a little GoPro to get a time lapse of the wonder coming into port the next morning. And yeah, just called it a night. Got up the next morning. I went for a little run along the waterfront and then met up with Nathan and Sam for some breakfast back at the hotel before they headed back to that city park for a little playtime to get Nathan's wiggles out before we boarded the ship. And then about 1030, we headed over to the port of San Diego. It was a long and arduous walk, required many, many rest breaks. Nope. It was just right across the street from the hotel. That's the other beautiful thing about San Diego. That port is so close. The airport is close. The port is close. If you're staying around the waterfront, very easy to walk across the streets of the port. We heard that the port opened up about 10.30 to passengers. We had an 11 a.m. port arrival time. You know, we walked in about 10.45, dropped luggage, walked straight into the terminal, picked up our testing kits with Inspire, were directed into some little, you know, kind of makeshift curtained off rooms that were for each party to do our quick nasal swab, Inspire, uh, rapid NAAT tests at the port. Then we're funneled off into a line to do security and we got through security and then we're in the large kind of port terminal waiting room, which in San Diego is really just a large kind of warehouse building space. There were two rooms of seats. Uh, We went into the main sort of more terminal area room and waited for our Inspire test to come back. What did it take, Sam, about? It took about 30 minutes and that large room that we were waiting in basically was roped off into two sections. The larger section was for people awaiting test results. And then once you got your test results, you went through a check-in process at the desk to just, you know, check in with Disney. And then you got to go through basically some ropes into the other waiting area because they weren't boarding the ship quite yet. So we waited, I don't know, maybe like a half hour before they started boarding. They, of course, boarded the family of the day and then concierge before they started boarding groups, I think one and two, and we were in group two. Yeah. I mean, so we were walking on right about noon, got pretty much right onto the ship and into the atrium for the uh, the little atrium show that they are doing these days. Same kind of show. Um, was reminded how much smaller the wonder is from the dream and the fantasy. Very compact atrium for that show, but still a lot of fun. Still a beautiful ship. I should say we have the least experience with the Magic class vessels. This is only our second time aboard the wonder, and we have not been able to make it aboard the Magic because our sailing there just keeps getting punted. So uh, we will be on the Magic, hopefully... In September, I am eyeing actually a cruise in the interim for my own birthday on the Magic that we might we might sneak in. I don't know. But we have the least experience with the, the Magic class ships, and it shows. Let me tell you that. I am turned around constantly on this boat because I am so used to the dream and the fantasy and the layout that it has. The elevators are so much smaller. Everything just feels much more intimate. I don't want to say small because I actually think that the ship feels really nice and it's really elegant, um, but it is more intimate. Uh, which has its pros and cons. A lot faster to get to different places aboard the ship than on the Dream and the Fantasy, but the layout is a little bit different. That's it. Got on around noon, and we opted to do a little Tiana's sit-down lunch, which is not the norm for us. We prefer to do cabanas usually, but with Tiana's on board, we'd heard some wonderful things, decided to head there, and it did not disappoint. Uh, We had a lovely lunch. The dining room was not very full. Attentive servers. I gave the muffalata a try. I am not a muffalata fan, but that was a really good muffalata. I might be a convert to the the muffalata sandwich now. A little gumbo. Sam had some pasta. Nathan had a had a double hamburger and some fries, and we got the welcome aboard Sunday, which is probably a new favorite Sunday of mine in the repertoire. Although I think that the one in Tiana's may be unique because it's got a little pecan caramel to it, which seems to fit the New Orleans theme. I thought lunch was fabulous as a sit down. That might be a new thing for us is to do the sit down lunch over Cabanas, especially right now with Cabanas being so limited in its its offerings. And I'm going to put a pin in uh, Cabanas because I went this morning and I have some thoughts there. But Sam, what did you think of Tiana's lunch? Yeah, I really enjoyed Tiana's lunch way more than Cabanas when we were on the Dream. You know, back in August, I think that's that's actually why I suggested we go to lunch at one of the sit down restaurants on this voyage because. Honestly, I was just kind of disappointed with Cabana's when we were on the Dream in August. The selection was just not nearly as good as it normally is. And I just thought it would be kind of nice to have a more relaxing lunch. The nice thing was really quite empty. And so I felt like we got a a good amount of like personal attention. It didn't feel crowded. It didn't feel rushed. It just felt just perfect. The one thing I would say is they were big dessert pushers, our our (laughs) servers at lunch who are not our regular servers. They're just pushing us to get dessert. And I was like, You're, this is too much food. 
Yeah. So after lunch, we started to wander around the ship. And again, my navigational skills here showed because we were having problems figuring out how to get to the forward part of the ship, trying to figure out what the layout was. But, oh, I did skip the muster drill. So we did do our muster drill, get that out of the way. Same as on board the Dream and the Fantasy. Go to the muster station, click through some screens in the app and scan your muster sign and you're done. So yeah, after muster drill on lunch, we made our way to our staterooms. Staterooms are ready on board uh, right at about one o'clock for our deck. Most decks at one thirty. Luggage was already waiting for us, which again is not surprising given the low capacity. And we were at the port uh, very early. We were one of the first groups to board. So luggage was waiting for us at our stateroom. Got in our stateroom. Beautiful stateroom as always. We do miss the round tub, or at least I miss the round tub in the split bath, uh, which I know is something that they added to the dream class ships that they don't have on the magic class ships. But that shower feels a little low and cramped to me. Otherwise, lovely stateroom, plenty of storage, lives up to Disney expectations, and Nathan is excited to have the bunk bed that drops from the ceiling, so we couldn't ask for anything better. Did get Sam a little in-room amenity since this cruise is for her birthday, and so we walked into a stateroom fabulously decorated with happy birthday wishes from Mickey and friends and some special amenities. Sam, what did you think of the stateroom and that nice little amenity package you got? It was lovely. It was just uh, very decked out. It, there was window cling. There was a, a magnet whiteboard thing. There was um, two different hanging signage things. I can't think of the word for them. Two banners, two kind of banner things. And then several of those like hanging circular things that were just, yeah, really fun. Really fun decorations. There was a nice uh, fruit basket awaiting me from a, a, another friend. Sam's forgetting the two best parts. One was there was a nice little birthday box from Mickey, although the box was empty, to be perfectly honest, which is disappointing. And I, I told her we needed to like we needed to take a picture of it and just caption it. What's in the box? What's in the box? But there was also a rather large birthday tie. It was like took up her entire torso front. It said happy birthday. Best thing I've ever bought because we made her wear it all day. And everywhere she went, the crew was like, happy birthday, happy birthday, have a magical day. And so way better than any birthday button I've ever seen. She also got a birthday button. <laughs> Uh, which I know had been lacking on a cruise that we had on the Dream. Uh, some friends of ours tried to get a birthday button and they wouldn't hand them out. Well, they're back. Uh, <laughs> perhaps only for in-room amenity packages, but they're back. So anyway, nice little amenity package. Got ourselves unpacked, got situated in the stateroom, and then we made our way actually to the spa to make some appointments at the spa. Booked the Rainforest Room. Again, put a pin in that. We'll talk about that in a second. Sam had a massage this morning. I'll let her talk about that in another minute. But yeah, did the spa to book some treatments. And then we were on our way to the Kids Club. Uh, to get Nathan all checked in and situated, do the open house, let him kind of poke around. I had forgotten that the kids club on the Magic Class ships are not directly connected, that they're actually down a hallway from each other. So Oceaneers Lab and Oceaneers Club are in two different portions of the ship down the hall from each other. Uh, but right now what they're doing is taking the kids in the Oceaneers Club. They're doing some activities there. And then they're taking the kids down the hall to the Oceaneers Lab to continue the activities and fun. So drop off in the club, pick up in the lab. Also, a welcome surprise or a welcome change is that you can actually book more time in the kids club. They are now allowing up to two and a half hours in the club, which is more than the 90 minutes we experienced on the dream. I had heard things were starting to relax when I was on the fantasy, but obviously didn't have Nathan with us. And actually, as we were checking Nathan in, the kids club counselor was like, oh, I see you only have one time booked. Do you want more? And just immediately started helping us book more times. Also saw that we had a Palo brunch and was like, oh my gosh, do you have enough time booked for that? I was willing to extend that time. So they are slowly introducing more and more time in the clubs, which is kind of nice. So Nathan went in the first night only for 90 minutes. They may have a limitation of 90 minutes on the first night. We're not entirely clear about that, but had a great time. Came away with a Goofy's pajama party pillowcase to color. And so yeah, had a fabulous time. Anyway, we finished getting Nathan all set up for the kids club and then we we're off to the pool deck to do a little twist and spout in the kids play area. Took Nathan on the twist and spout. His first time going down that slide. The last time we were aboard the Wonder three years ago, Nathan was terrified of this water slide. And let me just say it's changed. So he loves going down that slide. He must have gone down it about, I don't know, 12 times or something ridiculous. In the beginning, there was no line. And then as the line grew, I think he got a little bored. And as I said up front, the weather was a little chilly here with the breeze. And so he didn't last too long there but did the water slide went into the pool we hung out by the the family pool area and had a blast and then yeah we were on our way back to the stateroom to get ready for dinner in animators palette and sam what did you think about dinner in animators palette last night Animator's palette is always a favorite. One thing I would tell folks is that we did not have the normal main menu for Animator's palette that usually has the truffle per sets and has the pork chop and a few other favorites. Instead, we had what I would call their alternate menu, which it has a mushroom sachet pasta instead. 
and it has um, a couple of other dishes. Um, very much enjoyed the menu last night. I had the chicken schnitzel. Brian uh, also ordered the chicken schnitzel, but we also got a beef Wellington to kind of taste it. And I know Brian really preferred the beef Wellington. I preferred the schnitzel, but I enjoyed the beef Wellington just having a taste. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good menu. Uh, it's good as an alternative menu to the sort of, I'll call it the standard animators menu, just because we've had that menu so many times. And I think we've only had this menu one time on one of our longer cruises. The other great part about this menu is it has a really good celebration cake on it for dessert and a peach tart. So it's just it was nice to have a different menu than the one that we've experienced in the past. The other welcome difference between this and the dream and the fantasy is it was no turtle talk with Crush. It was time for a little animation magic again. And so got to draw our characters and have them appear on screen. Nathan had a blast with that. So only criticism of Animators Palette last night was the pacing was a little slow for our tastes. Now, part of that was because we got wrapped up in a conversation with a crew member at the very beginning. And so I think it delayed our ability to order the food, which then set everything back. So we were pretty much done with dessert by the time Animation Magic started. Yeah, but so was everyone else. So, you know, it just felt like it was taking a while to get to the show aspect of the restaurant. In fact, we saw a number of parties leaving at the end of dinner who wouldn't have gotten to see the show. And we've learned that the majority of folks on board the sailing of the 1,000 to 1,100 here are in first-time cruisers. So a lot of people leaving the dining room could have been first-time cruisers who didn't even know why they had drawn those characters at the beginning and didn't see animation magic. So I hope they get the pacing a little bit better next time around, but otherwise fabulous dinner at Animator's Palette. And we're looking forward to being in Tiana's tonight for the show and a little beignets. A little bit of a side note, uh, I noticed on our activity schedule for the ship that they are doing an adult happy hour every morning at 7.30 a.m. at the French Quarter Lounge, which the French Quarter Lounge is a new addition they made to the ship since we were on last time. It's down by Tiana's place. It's a large bar area that they refurbed to fit more closely with the New Orleans theme of Tiana's, but they're doing this happy hour in the morning of coffee and fresh beignets from Tiana's. So if you're a big fan of the Tiana's beignets for dessert, you can get them in the morning at 7.30. Two beignets and a coffee beverage of your choice for $4.50 is what we saw. So anyway, Dad will get a chance to try it this time around, but looking forward to maybe trying it on a longer cruise on The Wonder in the future. After dinner, it was time for Kids Club time for Nathan. We wandered the ship, actually met up with uh, Steve Creasy and his wife to do a little 80s trivia, uh, 80s music trivia. Had a blast with them in the Crown and Finn pub playing a little trivia. Hope to meet up with them again on board. And then Sam was off to the Frozen show, which everyone's been waiting, Sam, for your review of Frozen. Frozen, a musical spectacular. That's what they call it aboard. It's about an hour and 10 minute show in the main theater, the Walt Disney Theater. It was fantastic. Elsa was Amazing. She was on fire. This woman's voice was incredible. Anna was great too, but she was no Elsa. Let me put it that way. <laughs> it was a really wonderful production. Um, I love the trolls. I love how they do the uh, whole childhood scene with puppets on this production. It's not like the Hyperion version um, in Disneyland because in Disneyland, they don't use uh, puppets. This one uses puppets. Yeah, so Sam enjoyed the show. Nathan and I were enjoying the on-demand movies in the stateroom, which is a refurb edition since the last time we were on. They did not have the on-demand movie system on The Wonder when we were on last. So nice to see them adding that. And Nathan enjoyed watching some movies from his bunk bed as we uh, as we went to sleep last night. So woke up this morning right and early because if you have a seven-year-old, 6.30 a.m. is sleeping in for our family. And so woke up bright and early. Ship did not dock in Ensenada until about 7.30 this morning. So we were still at sea when we got up. Got a little coffee at the Cove Cafe because, hey, when you're from Seattle and you're on a Disney cruise, you go to the Cove Cafe. So got a little coffee from the Cove Cafe. Nathan and I grabbed breakfast at Cabana's this morning. And um, yeah, the experience in Cabana's on the board of these Magic Class ships, I think, is not even as good as it is on the fantasy and the dream, in part because Cabana's is so much smaller. There was a line formed at the door to even get into the restaurant and go through the buffet lines because the restaurant is just not that big. The food was the same as aboard the fantasy and the dream. They still can't make scrambled eggs of any variety, you know, limited offerings, multiple stations serving the same thing. In fact, I think on the Magic Class ships, even further reduced to some degree because they have fewer stations. So I, it just it felt like the offering was even more limited on board the Magic Class ships. The restaurant's smaller. There was a line form. So I don't know. If, if we were not going to Palo tomorrow morning, I might suggest trying out the seated breakfast just to see how that went. Uh, we'll probably give that a go on the last day because we don't have to rush off the ship. But yeah, I, Cabana's is the weakest link in the chain right now for 
I think Disney fleet wide buffets are tough until they can start to relax some of the safety protocols. So I feel for them, but it is a weak offering right now, in my opinion. So anyway, while we were at Cabana's, Sam was uh, getting massaged at the census spa. So Sam, how was your massage this morning at census? Well, as usual, I had a fantastic hot stone massage at the census spa. It was just awesome. Relaxing, wonderful. It was 50 minutes. It was a little different than I've experienced before. You did not get to use the locker room at all. You just went right into your into the room where you're getting your treatment. And then you got changed in that room by yourself while your masseuse is sort of waiting outside or getting, you know, her stuff ready. And then you then she comes back in and you do your massage and then she leaves so you can get ready. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really it was an, uh, just different experience because of no locker room access, but it was great. After I finished my massage, I headed to Cabana's just to get some quick breakfast. It was much, much, much less crowded at that point. That was about 9.30. A lot of people had already gotten off the ship to go into port at Ensenada. So I grabbed breakfast quite quick um, and then headed to the Cove Cafe where I met Brian after he dropped off Nathan at the Kids Club because we had about a half hour just to kind of hang out before we were headed into the rainforest room at the spa. Yeah, so we had the rainforest room experience that we had booked the day before. So just as a refresher right now, the rainforest room, you book in advance for an hour and 45 minutes. It's a private affair for $175 or $79 plus included gratuity and any added gratuity you want to leave. These scrubs also cost extra, so they're not free with the, the room. On the Magic Class ships, unlike the Dream and the Fantasy, it is for you and, and five of your friends. So six guests total on the Dream and the Fantasy are looking at you and nine of your friends for 10 guests total. But otherwise, a private experience. Sam and I were the only two people in the room because we'd booked it for the two of us. And you know we could have included four other people from the ship if we'd wanted, but we, you know, we just didn't have anyone to invite along. They have to be in your traveling parties. It's, it's not like they will just include random four people in the room or something like that. You book the room privately. And that price includes you and up to five guests. Um, I'll say the Rainforest Room on this ship is a little less impressive to me than the one on the Dream and the Fantasy. It's entirely in the interior of the ship. There's no view out to the ocean or outside. There are no hot tubs. It does have the heated loungers. It has three showers instead of four. But those three showers only have one setting apiece. Whereas in the Rainforest Room on the Dream and the Fantasy, you've got like multiple options in each shower. There are two steam rooms on this ship. On the Fantasy, there are three because there's a dry sauna that looks out over the ocean. Both of these are wet steam rooms. One scented with eucalyptus. The other is almost... It, it is the hammam from the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Dream. Only right now, all the water is turned off. So in the hammam on the Fantasy and the Dream, you'll get the steam, but then you can take and dip ladles into buckets of cold water and kind of dump them over yourself to cool yourself off and you know refresh a little bit. That is not available right now on the Magic Cloud ships or at least you know on this sailing. So, but regardless, had a wonderful time. I, I, I know people out there are upset that it costs what it costs and they're used to the $15 daily pass and all that sort of stuff. I will tell you, I advocate they keep it the way it is because it's just so much of a nicer experience to be able to just use that room, not have to be negotiating around other people, their dirty towels, their leftover scrubs, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, Sam and I sat in the heated lounge and just talked back and forth for a little bit, which is something you can't really do in the rainforest room if there's other guests because, you know, they want to keep everything quiet. So we enjoyed our experience. I hope they keep it like this a little bit longer, at least maybe offer something, you know, at a higher price point for lower time, you know, whatever it is, just to keep the experience a little bit more, you know, guarded right now. So had a fabulous time after that. We got Nathan from the Kids Club, grabbed a little lunch from the quick service areas and hung out by the pool. We can talk about that more in our next recording. We've got Tiana's place for dinner tonight, hopefully to meet up with Steve and uh, his wife again for some fun uh, this evening while Nathan's in the Kids Club. And then tomorrow morning, we got Palo brunch and one more day at sea before we have to put our luggage outside and head home. So Anyway, tomorrow's a sea day, so we're looking forward to that, and we will be back to talk more about our experience shortly. All right, well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our show sponsors, Touring Plans Travel. Touring Plans Travel actually helped us book the cruise we're talking about right now, and so they help us book all of our Disney cruises, and actually have helped us book some other cruises as well. We've got a cruise on Royal Caribbean coming up in 2023 that we use Touring Plans Travel to book, and I'll tell you, it's been a fantastic experience because our travel specialist over there is constantly watching Royal Caribbean's website and pricing and 
I got an email out of the blue from her one day that she had rebooked our cruise and saved us a few hundred dollars on the fare. So I don't have to spend time thinking about that, monitoring it, taking care of it. And for Disney, I don't have to spend time on hold. As much as I love Disney music, I don't like waiting on hold. I'm a busy person and uh, have a day job. And so it's great to be able to lean on our touring plans travel specialist to really help us out with all of our travel needs. So Remember, you don't pay extra for touring plans travel. Disney pays them at the time that you travel. And so you are really kind of leaving money on the table when it comes to a Disney vacation to not leverage touring plans travel to book. So head over to touringplans.com travel. We always have a fabulous experience with them and know you will too. Let them know the DCL duo sent you when you book your next Disney vacation to help support the show. And with that, back to our trip report. All right, we are back from the pool deck. We're near the twist and spout slide, watching our sun go repeatedly down it. I'll say the weather on this cruise has been a little chillier than we would like. I think we said that earlier, but he's still having a great time. We're hanging out by the pool deck. Little Moana on Funnel Vision this afternoon. We got to rewind. Yesterday afternoon, we spent a little time by the pool deck. I think we caught up with you then. And uh, after we finished recording, we headed back to our room, spent a little time relaxing. And then we were off to the D Lounge for a little inside out family game. I was not a huge fan. Sam's giving me the thumbs down. Uh, it was a little slow. I think that's in part because there weren't a lot of people on the ship. So there wasn't a ton of people playing the game. I think only two families volunteered to do it. It was just kind of really slow and repetitive. And Nathan was also pretty tired. He was practically falling asleep in his chair from uh, his day in the hot tub and at the pool. So uh, not a great experience for us at the Inside Out game. I'm sure it would be better if um, there were more people in D Lounge. It was a little bit more lively and active. But did the Inside Out game. And then Sam, where do we head next after Inside Out? We headed over to the French Quarter Lounge and we wanted to check out that space because we hadn't spent time there before. I ordered a couple of cocktails for us. The Lillet cocktail, Brian and I both ordered one of those and we ordered a bubblegum vanilla cream soda for Nathan, which was very pink and very creamy looking. Yeah, it was more uh, it was more smoothie than soda, I would say for him. Um, Unfortunately, our drink service was quite slow there. So we didn't really get a lot of time to hang out and sip our drinks there. Instead, we carried our drinks over into Tiana's where we had dinner. Yeah, I enjoyed the Lillet cocktail. It came with some nice Amarino cherries, which if you haven't had those before are fantastic. They are not your maraschino cherries. So they... (laughs) Amarino cherries are very good in a drink, especially like a, especially an old fashioned. So anyway, good drinks. We headed to Tiana's with full drinks and Tiana's was everything that we have come to know Tiana's to be. The food was fantastic. The show was fabulous. Our serving team continued to outperform expectations. So had a really great dinner, really great show in Tiana's. Again, I'll say just a little lower energy. And I think that's just because not as many people in the restaurant. So it's hard to you know, get a really good energy going if the restaurant is, you know, half half full or, or a little less. So, but the food was still fantastic. I still think it's one of the best restaurants fleet-wide for, for food on rotational dining, just because they are a little bit more adventurous with the food there. And the show is great. We had a great Tiana, great live band, great music. They did do the parade through the restaurant, the servers. They weren't coming around table to table necessarily encouraging the kids to get up and march, but they were allowing the kids to congregate up by the stage and dance. And so there were lots of people dancing up there. And so it was a good time. It was a fabulous time. The one difference is there was no crocodile or alligator. I forget which they which ones they have at the bayou. <laughs> so anyway, but but uh, good, good overall. We had a great time. Uh, afterwards, Nathan was pretty tired. So we actually went back to the room and kind of got into PJs a little bit to watch a movie and, you know, just kind of relax the night away. Uh, but Nathan rallied and Sam and Nathan went to the Mickey's Masquerade Ball as part of the Halloween on the High Seas festivities for our cruise. It was also pirate night last night, I should say. And so we did get bandanas in our room. That was a bit different from the dream and the fantasy where it's been a little hit or miss with the bandanas. But we did get bandanas. The crew and Tiana's were not dressed up for pirate night. I didn't see them dressed up in Tritons either. So that, you know, it's also it's it's a real kind of different experience ship to ship. I guess what they're doing probably also varies length of cruise. The Masquerade was the only Halloween on the High Seas activity last night that we were aware of or that got announced. Uh, when we got back to our stateroom after Tiana's, Nathan did have a bag of candy in the room. So there's a nice little bag of candy for him as a trick-or-treat surprise uh, that was left by our stateroom attendant. So that was a nice welcome surprise. And Nathan had some candy rallied and he and Sam went to the Masquerade party at about nine o'clock or so on the deck. And Sam, what did you think of Mickey's Masquerade? 
It was super fun. Now, I was not expecting too much because I know, as Brian said, this is kind of a combination of Pirate Night and Halloween on the same day and same evening. So they're not really doing anything pirate themed. But there were a lot of guests dressed up for Halloween night. There were uh, there was a, a performance on the stage on the deck. And it was basically the the Fab Five plus Chip and Dale. They all came out. They were all introduced. They did a, a fun dance to um, kind of a version of the Monster Mash. And then they each came out kind of solo with the regular dancers or the, um, I don't know, the, I'll call them the hype crew and did their own number. So each character would come out or with Chip and Dale, the two of them. So it was, you know, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, Chip and Dale, Minnie and Mickey. And so they all got at least part of a number and then they did another number at the very end. So it was about 20 minutes long and everybody was dancing along, singing along. They kept doing on the big screen, on the Funnel Vision screen, shots out to the audience. So people in their costumes dancing, kids in their costumes dancing, singing along. It was just really a fun night. Uh, We left right when it ended, which was, like I said, about 20 minutes and headed back to the stateroom to get ready for bed and just kind of go down for the night. Um, the mouse grade party was at 9 p.m. So we were back in the room by about 930. And they did do fireworks last night, but they were pretty late. They were like 1045 at night, which is way past Nathan's bedtime and actually way past our own bedtimes. So we did not catch the fireworks. We've seen them on the Dream and the Fantasy, and it is apparently the same show they're doing on those two ships. Uh, We have talked to some people who caught the fireworks. And so it is the same sort of two and a half minute show that they've been doing on the Dream and the Fantasy. So, um, you know, a great show to see. It was just too late for us on the Dream and the Fantasy. They've had showings that are, I think, a little earlier in the evening. So just too late for us to catch it this time around. But yeah, so uh, knocked off for the evening, got up this morning, had kind of a slow start to the day. We did put out our little card in the evening with uh, our room service choices for breakfast. So for those of you who may not know, you, there's a card in the stateroom you can fill out and they will bring you coffee and pastry, a little continental breakfast to your stateroom, cereal, milk, that kind of thing. So we got some cereal for Nathan, some pastries for ourselves, a little bit of coffee to start the day and took a leisurely start to the morning. It's a sea day today before we get back to San Diego tomorrow and disembark. Uh, I love having a sea day before disembarkation because it gives us plenty of time to pack we're not dealing with getting on and off of Castaway Key and trying to get to dinner and all of that stuff. So actually, we spent part of the morning just kind of watching stateroom TV, drinking some coffee, relaxing. Uh, got mostly packed, actually, this morning. And then we put Nathan back into the kids club for a couple hours and we're on our way to Palo Brunch. And so had Palo Brunch this morning. I am stuffed and it is 2.15 in the afternoon. I am still more than full from Palo Brunch. Same brunch setup as they have on the Fantasy and the Dream. We had not been in Palo on the Magic Class ships, and the restaurant is gorgeous. I love being able to see into that open kitchen, which you can't on the Dream Class ships because the kitchen's shared as between Remy and Palo, I believe. So uh, on the on the Magic Class ships, you just have Palo, so there's a nice open kitchen. The restaurant curves around the back of the ship, which is also a little different than the Dream Class ships. So nice open restaurant. Food was as delicious as ever. Service as terrific as we've ever had. We had Felipe from the Dominican Republic as our server today at Palo, and he was terrific. Highly recommend him. Ordered the antipasti plates, uh, had a little meat and cheese. Sam had her seafood antipasti. Got a little flatbread pizza, half margarita, half spicy sausage, which is my favorite. Of course, had the chicken parm for Sam and the lasagna for me, our two perennial favorites at Palo. The only thing we changed up was dessert. Sam wanted to try the coffee gelato, I think it was, or espresso gelato. I tried the pistachio cake. Uh, I thought the pistachio cake was delicious. I'll hand it over to Sam so she can give her review of the gelato, but the pistachio cake was delicious and all the food was fantastic. So love the experience at Palo. The only thing I miss on this ship is a Meridian style bar. Because the ship is smaller, there are far fewer bars. I was really hoping there would be a bar near Palo. There isn't a ton of space taken up and the midship area with the concierge lounge, which is two stories, which is also prime location for a bar used to be Cove Cafe. So really, I I miss that kind of upscale bar. We're going to give Cadillac Lounge a try later this evening with uh, with Steve Creasy, who's on board and his wife and see what that's like. But uh, missing that Meridian experience around the adult restaurants. So what Sam, what did you think of your espresso gelato it was good i would say it wasn't my favorite so it wasn't actually a regular dessert it was something that would come along with a 
some kind of chocolate dessert, but I didn't really want, I just was so full. I didn't want a full dessert. So I just asked if they could give me some of the espresso gelato. I'm a big fan of coffee, ice cream and coffee gelatos, but honestly it was just okay. But the meal, I I was so full from the meal and the meal was so wonderful. I, I honestly didn't really care. Yeah, and so now we are just, we, we grabbed Nathan from the kids club. We've been hanging out on the pool deck, watching a little funnel vision. Nathan is going down the twist and spout. We have dinner tonight in Triton's, one of our favorite rotational menus with the escargot, the French onion soup, and the Chateaubriand. So looking forward to one last dinner aboard the Disney Wonder before we disembark tomorrow morning. Uh, we have an early flight out of the San Diego airport. Well, early, relatively speaking, to our disembarkation. It's about 11.30 a.m. flight, so we're going to hop off and head straight to the airport, but uh, we'll find some time in the day to record our final thoughts on the cruise. I'll give a sneak peek and say I'm really enjoying the magic class of ship. I I like the smaller ship and I can't wait to be back on for an adults only version of this sailing. Uh, We're going out of New Orleans in February for six nights. We'll be nice to be on a longer cruise and also adults only so we can experience some of those spaces a little bit more. But yeah, enjoying enjoying the cruise so far and we'll be back tomorrow with our final thoughts and to wrap up. So see you later. All right, we're back home after our fabulous cruise aboard the Disney Wonder. And before Sam and I wrap up our thoughts on the cruise and our last day-ish aboard, we've got special guest Nathan with us today. I wanted Nathan to talk about what he liked about the cruise. And Nathan also offered up some thoughts on what he likes on board the Wonder versus what he likes on board the Fantasy and the Dream. And so we thought we would share that for all the kiddos who might be out there listening and get Nathan's opinion. So, Nathan, what was your favorite thing on the cruise this time? Probably the elevators. The elevators. So the mid the midship elevators with the windows. You really liked the elevator. That was your favorite thing on the entire ship was the elevators? Yes, because also they have the really cool buttons inside and outside. What about the water slide? That's also my favorite. What was your favorite meal on board the ship? Did you have a favorite dining room that we went to? There was Tiana's, there was Triton's, and there was Animator's Palette. Which did you did you have something? You didn't have a favorite food on board at all. No favorite food. No. None. You didn't like any of the food on board. I liked it, but I don't have a favorite. What about the soft serve ice cream at the pool? That's my favorite, but ice cream isn't really a food. <laughs> And uh, what did you think of the kids club, buddy? You actually went into the kids club quite a bit this time. Did you have fun in the kids club? What kind of things did you get to do? The kids club was really fun because there's the because there's Andy's room with the slide, and there's and the hand washers are really cool. Yeah, you didn't used to like the hand washers, but now you love them, right? Yes. Were the counselors in the kids club nice? Mm-hmm. Anything else that you really liked on board the ship, buddy? Probably the hot tub. <laughs> hot tubs and elevators, folks. That's what uh, that's what gets Nathan going here. So, yeah. Why do you like the hot tub? Why did you like the hot tub, buddy? Just because it's really hot or, or was it because you could also watch the movies? Also because I could watch the movies from it. And it was nice this time too, right? Because the hot tubs weren't crowded. So, it was just like one family in the hot tub watching movies for a little while. Yes, but you only get 15 minutes in the hot tub if there's someone in line. All right. Well, Nathan, you also offered mommy some thoughts on what you liked about this ship as opposed to the other ships we've been on. What What do you like better aboard the other ships that we've sailed on that wasn't on this ship? Probably the breakfast place and, uh, and the midship detective. So you like cabanas on the bigger ship? Why do you like cabanas better on the bigger ship? Because I just like them better. But like the food or the way that it looks? The way that looks. Okay. And you like, you miss the midship detective agency, which they don't have on the magic class ships. Who wins on water slide, buddy? The big ship or the, or the ship we were on? The ship we were on. And why is that? Why do you like this water slide better? Because it's really long. Well, would you, uh, do you want to go on another Disney cruise sometime? Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, you have it there from Nathan. Hot tubs and elevators are the thing for for kids at age seven aboard the Wonder. Uh, Lots of fun things to do, I think, actually. But Nathan had a great time. He's sitting here giggling now that he got to be on the show. So, well, now that Nathan is heading back upstairs before we take him to school, Sam and I are just going to wrap up our thoughts on the cruise. So really, the only things we did on the last day, besides sort of packing up and relaxing, we sat by the pool deck most of the day. We had dinner at Triton's, 
that evening. Triton's had the normal French menu. Was a little surprised because they did the characters dancing through Triton's the same way they have been with Enchanted Garden on both the Dream and the Fantasy. And I figured since they had the show in Tiana's and they had the show in Animators, we just wouldn't get a show in Triton's because they weren't doing any kind of show in Royal Court, Royal Palace. On board the Dream and the Fantasy, they just had live music playing. So it was a little bit of a surprise to see the Fab Five wander through the dining room, but a welcome one. It's nice to see them doing that. I think it's a fun little interaction for the kids and, and everyone has a good time. Normal French menu that night. Food was pretty typical for the French menu. We had the escargot. I had the French onion soup. We both had the Chateaubriand. I skipped dessert and took Nathan up to the pool to get some soft serve before he went into the kids club. Sam, anything about Tritons that I missed that uh, that you wanted to let folks know about? You actually did remark that the escargot was better this time for some reason. Yeah, my escargot was better on the Wonder than it had been on the Dream back in August. It was just, I don't know if it was hotter, fresher, whatever the meal, the Chateaubriand as well was, was also better quality than uh, the meal I had had on the Dream. I skipped dessert as well. I stuck around to give our um, tips to our server and our assistant server. So I stuck around a bit longer than Brian and Nathan did. Uh, but I, yeah, I skipped dessert since honestly, the dessert options just didn't look that, didn't look that appetizing to me. One thing I would say is I checked out the shops um, that afternoon to see if there was any interesting or new merch. And I was kind of underwhelmed. Um, in both Mickey's main sale and white caps. I didn't think that the merchandise options were that interesting. They were pretty much the same as what we had seen on the dream and the Halloween on the high seas merchandise was probably the most disappointing. It was just one shelf and pretty much that was it. Yeah. And then after, uh, so after Tritons, we dropped Nathan off at the kids club for a little bit and we met up uh, Steve Creasy and his wife. Steve's from the DCL podcast and we've had him on before and he's had us on before. We met up with him at the Cadillac lounge for a, for a drink. We had not been in the Cadillac lounge before on the sailing. So it was fun to go in there. Some good drinks. You know, I will say not my favorite bar on a Disney cruise line ship. I thought it was decorated and themed really well, but it just, I don't know, the bars feel so dark on board and I feel like you're missing out on being able to get the the kind of the ocean, kind of get some of the outside light and the ocean feel into the bars. Now, I mean, I get it at night, it will be pitch black outside. But anyway, it just felt a little dark. Well, I don't know, just a little claustrophobic for my taste. But the drinks were fantastic. The service was great. They had a lovely singer in there playing piano and singing. So while it wasn't my favorite, it is a great spot to be on board. One spot we did make it into at all this time was Azure or Azure. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how they pronounce it. But we did peek in and it does look like a beautiful spot for some adult entertainment in the evening. A little bit different spot than what we see with Tube or Evolution on board and that it doesn't, it doesn't feel so much like a bar as much as it does like a stage space, which feels frankly a little bit more like what they're headed to with The Wish is to put the entertainment more in a stage type of space rather than a dance floor slash bar. So it looked like an interesting space. There wasn't a ton of adult entertainment happening on board, frankly. So we just didn't really see anything that we wanted to do while Nathan was in the kids club to head in there. But it does look like a gorgeous space. Sam, what did you think about Cadillac Lounge? I actually really liked this space, even though it's completely different than Skyline. It reminded me of the vibe of Skyline in that it feels like kind of a swanky martini bar type of a place, which is odd because right outside there's like a, you know, Cadillac symbol symbols and like a big, I don't know, looks like a, a like a gas pump like theming. Because it's obviously themed after, you know, Cadillac cars. But I thought inside it, the interior felt, like I said, like a swanky martini bar. I had a really nice watermelon flavored cocktail. I don't even remember what it was called. A pink Cadillac. Oh, that's right. The pink Cadillac. That's right. I knew it was something Cadillac themed. I just couldn't remember. It was great. They brought a little a macaron cookie with it, um, which I didn't end up eating because I was so full from dinner. But I thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I prefer the Crown and Finn pub on board the Wonder. I think that's a great space. I was a little sad to see they didn't have some of the game pieces out for you to play. They've got some big, tall pub style tables that have games built into them. And well, cribbage board, not cribbage, backgammon and chess and checkers and that sort of thing. But none of the pieces seem to be out. I don't know if you could ask for them, but we played trivia there one night and I just like that space. It's much bigger than the pub on board, the fantasy or the dream and has kind of different kinds of spaces for you to sit in. So I prefer that atmosphere on board, but the Cadillac Lounge was nice. It was kind of a mash between, frankly, Skyline and Meridian. That's that's the, the two bars it's essentially replacing on board the fantasy and the dream. 
And so, yeah, wrapped up drinks with uh, with Steve and his wife and then grabbed Nathan from the kids clubs and kind of called it a night. Finished up packing, had our luggage outside, went to bed watching a movie, woke up the next morning to see us pull into San Diego. Disembarkation was fairly unremarkable. We went to Cabanas for breakfast in the morning to the buffet. Same kind of buffet setup we've experienced on the other ships right now. Very limited buffet, which it normally is on disembarkation day. So there were two things I noticed different about Cabanas on this sailing for breakfast than from the dream. One is that both times I went to Cabanas for breakfast, they actually had Mickey waffles, which they didn't have on the dream. And they also had a ham and cheese egg scramble. And then one other thing was they had a, a croissant with ham and cheese, that was probably the best thing at breakfast. So yeah, the um, uh, breakfast was you know fairly typical disembarkation day breakfast. Uh, waited for our luggage tags to get called. We were probably up at six thirty, out of our room by seven seven fifteen. Stop by Cove Cafe to grab coffee, finish up breakfast. What around? We're off the ship by probably. 8.10 through customs and border protection by 8.20 and out the door and on our way to the airport. So it was a really fast disembarkation, which is not surprising given the few number of people. I will say there were more people waiting in the lobby on this cruise than what I've experienced in the dream and the fantasy. Lots of people milling about the lobby waiting for their luggage tags to get called to disembark. On the dream and the fantasy, the lobby always felt pretty empty and they were discouraging waiting in the lobby, but it got right off the ship, got into a cab, headed to the airport and the cruise was over. So Sam, let's wrap up with uh, one favorite thing and one thing that disappointed. Do you have a favorite thing on board the ship that you got to do? Probably our experience at Palo, not just because I love Palo brunch in general, but we had a fantastic waiter, Felipe from the Dominican Republic, who we then ran into at Cabana's on our last morning on disembarkation day. And he got to kind of hang out and chat with Nathan a little bit. And so I I would say that was one of the best experiences. I continue to think that the Rainforest Room is a great experience right now. And I really wish that they would keep it something like this. I, I, I do hope that they keep it more limited as an experience. I'm sure that they will do what is in the best interest of the pocketbook at this point. But um, it is nice to be able to just have the sort of the more private experience in the rainforest room and not be contending with a bunch of other people in there the whole time. Thing that disappointed for me, I don't know, Sam, did anything really disappoint for you? Yes, I would say the desserts overall on board disappointed me. Every dessert. That's just because they didn't have sticky date pudding. <laughs> well, they didn't have my two favorite desserts, one being sticky date pudding, uh, which is normally at Enchanted Garden. And there is no Enchanted Garden on this ship. And then the other is they have like this rice pudding dish that I also love that is, I think, usually at Animators. But we had the alternate menu at Animators. And so we didn't have that dessert. So they weren't those desserts weren't on board at all. So it wasn't like I could even order from one of the other restaurants. But all of the dessert choices overall were kind of, well, to me, kind of meh. And the desserts that I had, you know, were not that fantastic. Yeah, I... uh I think the only thing that really disappointed for me this time around is not something that was really in Disney's control and that the weather was just a little cooler than I would like. Normally, I love to be sitting up on the pool deck and hanging out. And I think it's hard right now because there's just far fewer activities on board to keep you interested inside. And so you want to be outside. But you know, when it's in the low 70s and it's really windy uh, and you're not getting that. So you know, look, the 70s and 80s in Florida are different than the 70s and 80s out here on the West Coast. The sun is not as strong. You don't feel the heat as much and there's no humidity. So being in the pool in that kind of weather, you get out and you're freezing. And so not surprising that Sam and Nathan had to spend a lot of time in the hot tub because it's just cold up there on the pool deck. We saw people wearing fleeces and sweatshirts and that kind of stuff. So felt more like that probably Alaska or Northern European feel. I mean, warmer than than those, but but probably around that kind of a feel. So, you know, just that 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 was a little disappointing. I recognize it's not in Disney's control and it's just the time of year, but it uh, would have been nice to have just a little bit warmer weather. Would have been nice to have just a little bit warmer weather. <clears throat> would have been nice to have just a little bit warmer weather on board for the cruise. So, well, with that, we will wrap it up here. We are looking forward to our next sailing, which is almost exactly 30 days from today aboard the Fantasy for an exciting Thanksgiving, very merry time, double dip cruise out of Port Canaveral, or keeping our fingers crossed that everything continues to line up. We are waiting to hear what happens with children's vaccines and kids' vaccines since our son would become eligible 
Uh, and depending on the timing of that, we could get into a really sticky situation if we can't get him both shots before we board if Disney changes its current requirements. And so anyway, we're paying close attention to that, but hope that our cruise happens because we've been waiting for this one for a while. The last three cruises we've been on here have all been last minute decisions, clutch decisions to take advantage of the return to cruising and the reduced sailing. That one is one that we have had planned. It'd be nice to get back on board a longer cruise and get to experience some new things we haven't had to experience on Disney Cruise Line before. So looking forward to that. See you next time. See ya. I hope you enjoyed our trip report from our fabulous cruise aboard the Disney Wonder for Halloween on the high seas out of San Diego. We had a blast and uh, I hope that came through in our show. We can't wait to be back on the Wonder in February for a little adult cruising. But more importantly, we are on the fantasy here in November for that very merry time double dip over Thanksgiving. So really excited to be back on board and for a seven night cruise. It's been a long time since we've been able to cruise for seven nights. We've been on these three night cruises, four night cruises. So really looking forward to getting back out there and really just kind of relaxing and hanging out on board the ship. So with that, I do have another five-star review I want to read on the air this week. And I look, it blows my mind. We're at 101 reviews. And so thank you so much for everyone who has left us a review, who's hit those five stars and who has taken the time to write in. Thank you so much. So this week's review comes from True Music Fan who writes great Disney cruise and all things Disney podcast. Brian and Sam are truly great podcasters. They choose great topics about cruising and everything else Disney. And you quickly realize how much they appreciate and want to connect with their fans. I love all their content and I'm always looking forward to their newest episode. We love connecting with you, our listeners. We get email from listeners. We get interaction from you on social media. We love answering your questions, sharing our experiences. Reach out. Love meeting you on board as well. If you're ever on board a Disney cruise with us, make yourself known. We will buy you a drink. We will give you some magnets and some swag. We love meeting folks out there cruising. So with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. If you'd like more content from us, you can head over to youtube.com slash DCL Duo to see our vlog. And uh, we've got some videos that will be coming out from our recent cruises. It just takes me more time to put those together than it does the audio podcast. So bear with us, but more content is coming. You can also head over to Facebook to join our DCL Duo vlog podcast Facebook group if you'd like to connect with some like-minded DCL duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to touringplans.com slash travel and book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation and just let them know the DCL duo sent you. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash DCL duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping us to defray the cost of putting out this show from month to month. The DCL duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on this show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.